Radio. Nothing to watch on TV? That's why you're listening to Barrett Talk on DVRadio.net. WDVR. This ain't reality TV! It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal! It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Well, isn't that special? Bloody... Don't you think you should rephrase that? Mama said, mama said, mama said that. Mama. Good day, sir! Now class is dismissed, gentlemen. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Oh, God damn it, buddy. That's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nuthouse, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting a D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recoil. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer. It's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this mother. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is on DV Radio. That is how it is right on WDVR, DVRadio.net. It's July 22nd, 2023. I'm Bonnerwood. And we got a lot to get through in a very short amount of time. He's me talking. In case you folks missed it, which you did, because nobody was recording or it wasn't recording, we just talked for about a half hour, and yeah, we're going to do it all over again. Yeah, and then record I just shit. want the world to know that I'm not late. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't record a goddamn thing. It only put out my voice. We have no clue what the fuck happened, but I guess we're basically going to do the first 25 minutes all over again. Um, so, so for all you ladies out there, Bo's the only one putting out tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's me rubbing my hands together and getting ready. <laughs> Round two. Ding, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> the only thing you could be wearing is some grippy socks. Wow. We don't know. You just going to put them on. I ain't even going to wear the grippy socks. Fuck that shit. I don't even <laughs> want to tell you where he wears the grippy sock. <laughs> <laughs> Gripped for her pleasure. <laughs> anyway yeah we did have some technical difficulties but uh it wouldn't be dv radio without technical difficulties at least once every couple of months so well, uh pointed out that's what happens when you talk about the clintons exactly that's what happened <laughs> that, dude guarantee you as our fed listening in gear and fucking see it we need to start whispering talking in big latin we don't want them to hear everything um <laughs> but anyway i am boner wood tonight with us we got the man from alaska himself it's oink was having a vote then we got the man who had breaking news interrupt us for about a minute and a half and we just let it go and then i was like hey dog uh we can hear everything and he apologized uh because he ain't on his shrooms tonight but it's it's the marine crown eating 
Psychor gang motherfucker himself, it's Sergeant Wardog. Hey, sober alert. It's the first time in a long time. Salute. <laughs> and then from Amish country, it's the man with the plan. It is recoil. Good evening. Anyway, uh, I don't know how to go about this, <laughs> but, uh, we'll just, we'll just play it by ear and we'll make up, uh, the last, uh, 25 minutes that you didn't hear and that wasn't recorded. But if you didn't hear, which you didn't, um, <laughs> July 20th through July 24th at dbradio.net at the DB radio store, you can get free shipping on all orders. Uh, so until July 24th, which is this coming Monday, free shipping on all orders. So head over to dvradio.net, click on the DV radio store tab, go over there, buy some shit. I am not reading anything. I know it sounds like that. I am just talking from fucking memory because fuck that shit. I'm not DV6. Not yet. <laughs> I might have a few concussions. So I hate to break it to everyone, but you missed the best opening 25 minutes in DV radio history. <laughs> One for the record books, I would say. <laughs> I even included some copyright in there by accident. <laughs> he straight up did, dude. He did. He fucking <laughs> Oink and me even recoil were all like, God damn, shit going down. Because I was like, where's the tab at? I ain't got no tab open. Then Oink thought we was having breaking news. And then recoil came in, not late, and wanted to not interrupt. (laughs) 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 He came in not late. (laughs) God damn it all. Shit. Horse and buggy. (laughs) Horse and buggy. That's why he was late. He rode his horse and back up. He, wore, he, he rode his horse and buggy to the studio. Oh, he had one of them Clydesdales that had a too many Bud Lights and started turning into a started turning turning into a man. She was worn, so he's going in circles. Yeah. You know, it was, it was horrible. Went from went from two uh, two of them to one. <laughs> Dropped a horsepower. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Shit ass. <laughs> Best twenty five minutes in DV radio history. Not in the record books, Max. <laughs> Oh shit. Um so yeah, uh we had all that happen and go down. Um so oh, I didn't tell him about my romantic CPAP. That's right. <laughs> and thanks for that video link, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do that. I have to talk to the doc about getting that prescription so that you can be all romantic and shit, right? Yeah, let, let's <laughs> let's do that because it's gonna be funny again either way. Sergeant Wardog, how's your week been? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pretty good week, man. Um, I did go to the Fort Worth, uh, Texas VA, and I was finally given something to help with my incredibly loud and annoying snoring. I was given a CPAP. Uh, I just recently found out I have a mild sleep apnea. So I really want to give a big shout out to uh, 
the entire uh, Texas VA healthcare system compared to what I've experienced in Florida, man, uh, from the TBI center, um, helping me so much to now this CPAP helping me. So I, uh, you know, don't, uh, succumb to sleep apnea, but, um, I, like, as we were saying with the romance and all, the only problem I'm going to have now, uh, now that I'm getting back with my wife and all, is that I'm going to have that giant mask and tube on my face, you know, connected to a machine while I sleep in the bed at night. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how the uh, romantic vibes are going to work with that. But uh, if it doesn't work out, she'll strangle me with the cord and we'll still be able to you know, <laughs> get something out of that too. Shit. <laughs> And I said, y'all doing it all wrong. Y'all need to get some goddamn freaky, deaky, nerdy, geeky women who have watched Star Wars. Star Wars. And it's yeah. down with Darth Vader. And then you can pull out your lightsaber and be like, who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, we ain't right. Yeah, one thing that usually does not get a chick hot is when you're banging her out and you say, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> Holy see, shit. See, you're doing it wrong, though. It's I'm your father. <laughs> it is not I am your father. <laughs> oh. I watched N- Nacho Libre one too many times. <laughs> yeah. I am, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho! <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I love it so much. I don't care what anybody says. That's a highly underrated movie as well. I, I think it is. I, I think it's more of a cult following than anything. Anyway. Would you like some toast? <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. I'm not watching it in a minute. Fuck. So uh, let's go up to... um. Alaska and ask like how his week's been. <laughs> uh, we'll make a short and sweet. It's been nice weather come in. So it's a lot of overtime this week. Uh, last weekend, my daughter got married uh, to the guy that she's been dating for the last 10 years. It was actually 10 years to the date that they started dating. So it was an easy anniversary for them to remember both ways around. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had the honor and privilege of being appointed by the state of Alaska to be a marriage commissioner to actually get those two wed and, and, and off and out of my hair. Uh, so, but it was a small ceremony and everything was great. So, it, you know, can't complain. Yeah. And I'm, I'm working on something for, for all of them. And, and it looks beautiful. It really does. It's small. It's, it's personable. And I, I think if I had been able to put some clothes on and, and, and get up there to Alaska and, and enjoy the festivities. It would have been an awesome time just to be with you guys, but it looked like y'all had tons of fun. Lots of, <laughs> lots of funny shit going on in the, in the uh, images that I seen. I liked it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The photographer, she was great. Um, it was last minute thing. She just got up here from Idaho. Uh, so we had that instant connection, you know, cause like I said, we were stationed down there for fucking nine years of, you know, my military career. So we knew exactly where she was from. And, you know, we reminisced a little bit about Idaho and then, of course, Alaska. And, of course, it was raining, you know, the entire time. But we prepared for that. We had some tents put up, uh, little canopies and stuff. And and like I said, it was kind of quiet, kind of quaint, just small, just uh, local, you know, just family. And uh, it was really nice. And they they did it all. I mean, my daughter and my son-in-law, they put it all together. They hosted it at their house. They spent way too much money. We're going to kick them in the ass. 
but you know, it was, it was really nice and, and, uh, sweet and just, uh, you know, perfect ceremony for them. Yeah. And honestly, I know this is going to sound weird, but it, it look it seems to me like going through the, through the pictures and, and getting everything ready. Um, it's like the rain added this beautiful mystique to it all. You know what I mean? It, Oh, it did. It really added to the lighting because you mean, yeah. you would think that, you know, if it was bright sunshine, that that would be the perfect lighting. But sometimes that can actually hinder photography, mm-hmm. you know, because you got the sun coming in from one side or whatever. So you got reflections and just, you know, different stuff. But that that quiet, you know, that n- nice little rain that was coming down, it was, it was steady, but it wasn't a downpour. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It wasn't her hurricane type force of winds and shit going on. It was just a steady rain and it just kind of kept everything calm. And the kids, once they started playing in the rain, they just kept playing in the rain. You know what I'm saying? So they came in the house soaking wet and they they were all having fun. So, and that was the main thing, you know, is that everybody was there for them. And, you know, once everybody got the, the jitters out of working, because this is really the first time both sides of the family have met for the, for the most part. And, uh, you know, trying to get to know them and know a little bit about their history and our history. And it was just, it was, it was a great setting. It really was. Yeah, you you were mentioning you know too much sunlight and all that. It's it, none of it's oversaturated. It's it's beautiful, natural, everything. It's just I seen it and I was like, damn, if that's what they look like before she done any editing to them, that's some damn good imagery. Like it, it tells a beautiful story. I love it. I love. Yeah, the, she she did a phenomenal all. job. And if I can, I'll drop the link in chat or at least to her page. I mean, now granted, I know nobody in the lower forty eight is gonna be able to. Uh, Booker. I mean, unless you're going to pay for airline tickets, but <laughs> hey, she did a great job. Uh, her grandfather served in the military. She has cousins and stuff like that that served in the military, but uh, her herself and her husband and stuff like that, they don't have any military f- affiliation other than other family members. But I was like, you know, you guys did something that was for the military family, meaning my family. So by all means, I'll honor that. And like I said, get your word out. And if anybody on base, like I said here on J-Bear that ever needs a photographer, that's going to be one of the first people that I mentioned. So you know, she did a fantastic job. 100%. Before I go to recoil, uh, the reason JJ's not on tonight is not because of the reason you may think he's actually got a sinus infection and he was sick as a dog. <laughs> Get it, PTS dog. Um, so he's not on tonight, but he has been doing some work over at Watai Wood Turning. So go over there to Watai Wood Turning dot com or hit his link tree uh link that's in the chat or on the in the description of the podcast go uh check that out and uh recoil how can they uh see him do some of his work uh with his pieces uh hit up his youtube channel which is just what i what tie wood turning on youtube um and a lot of times you can actually watch i i have a a piece sitting here on my desk that he actually did the YouTube video when he built it. So it's, it's pretty cool to actually see him make something that, that, you know, you can now enjoy. So that's pretty awesome. Head over to his YouTube channel and give him a thumbs up on all of his videos and, and uh, subscribe and help his channel out. 100%. And if you're not like us, cool old fuck asses over here and use ClickCock, you can go watch him do some live streams over there when he does some wood turning because he does a lot over there as well. I think he's trying to incorporate YouTube and I've got to get him set up on Twitch and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's great to watch the process. And then like Recoil said, own that piece. Uh, cause I, I can't, I can't explain enough. And, and I know Recoil knows what I'm saying about this, but. <clears throat> JJ puts his heart and soul in everything 
that he, he makes. And, and that's what a creative mind does. I mean, you can tell it. He puts care, understanding, love, everything into whatever piece he creates. It doesn't matter if he's made one like it 500 times before. He still puts that love and care and creativity into that piece for you. So go get you one of the piece kind and be like, I know how he made it. <laughs> um, speaking of recoil, sitting up there in the Amish country with his horse and buggy outside the studio. How you doing? How's the week been, man? <laughs> I am doing fantastic. And this is the point that we left off earlier. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we were literally getting ready to go into this. <laughs> yeah, uh, which there's nothing to go into. Uh, uh, basically, I just working my ass off uh, as usual. Mm-hmm. But yeah, life is good. Life is good. Um, I might go to a, I might go to a 3D archery shoot in the morning that I haven't gone to one in a little while here. Well, since Anthony had his accident, my, my nephew, uh, used to go with me a good bit, uh, and hopefully will again in the future once we get him out of this wheelchair. But in the meantime, <clears throat> I may just fly solo and go to a shoot in the morning. Two, two questions pertaining to what you just said. What's a fucking 3D archery? show shoot so basically usually there's like 30 targets that are like three-dimensional foam animals oh um and then they you you go you know hiking down a trail system that's usually fairly clearly marked out because they want to expedite things so it's not like you're sneaking up and stalking what you're hunting (laughs) you're going to a position and there'll be a spike and you stand at that spike and then you shoot the targets that are in that area uh keep your score move on to the next area and then the next group comes in behind you. So it's Um, essentially it's archery mini golf. Yes, exactly. And then there's, there's scoring rings on the target that you keep track of your, of your scores. And uh, this place that I want to go to this time is it's not a competition or or a money shoot or anything, but it does generate money for the club so that they can continue to buy targets and set these things up. And you always meet cool people and, and it's always a good time. So that sounds cool. I never knew that was called just 3D archery. I thought it was just, you know, like simulated live archery or something like that. I didn't know it had an actual technical yeah, name. Yeah, they're they're actually really popular pretty much nationwide. Uh, down south, you have ASA, and up north here more, you have IBO is two organizations. Now, those are the money shoots and the competitions. And, I mean, you can win 10 grand at one of those shoots uh, if you can outshoot all the pros. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> you got but your Olympians I, going I, there, I, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, well. First off, with my with my back being screwed up, I can only do. It's one of the reasons that I got into three D archery because I I've always enjoyed shooting a bow, but I'm at a point now with with my injury that I don't want to be in a tree stand with a bow trying to tilt mm-hmm. in an uncomfortable position and end up wounding an animal. So I, I've actually started hunting with a crossbow, but shooting a three D. I can still shoot a, a regular bow because I don't have to worry about movement and I can twist my body however I need to, to be comfortable to shoot. What kind of poundage you got on your bow? I'm pulling uh 57 right now. And then that bow will go up to 70. Oh, wow. Um, but w- with me just relatively recently getting back into it, I'm, I'm working my way back up and wait. Cause I like to shoot a lot. And if you, if you're standing there trying to yank 70 pounds, you'll hurt yourself pretty quick. I think I was like 13 or 14 or something like that. And one of my friends was at his house and his dad 
done uh bow hunting and he was like here try this bow and i go to pull it dude there was no pulling on that shit as a kid and come to find out he had a 60 pound bow and i was like are you kidding Hmm. and he just pulls it back like it's nothing i mean it's two fingers and i was like fuck you um (laughs) (laughs) i've got a miniature crossbow that's a problem too is is, you know if if you don't have proper instruction because like too many people yeah, they want to shoot what everybody else is shooting when they first start shooting a bow, and they don't realize that you're using muscles that you have never used before. Yeah, yeah, or at least in a not in any real capacity. It's it's definitely a different a different form, and it really is best to be patient and work your way up to the weight that you want to shoot. Yeah, I've shot a few bows. It's been years, but I like you said, there were some muscles that I was like, God damn, I, I, what is that? Like <laughs> you got to lay down, you can't sleep because your whole, whole shoulder hurts. And- yeah, I've got a miniature. Uh, I say miniature. It's one of those. Um, it, it might be called a miniature crossbow, but it's got steel arrows. Oh my god, dude! It'll go through fucking metal like it's cheese. Oh, one of those little pistol things. Yes. <laughs> those things are sick, dude. <laughs> I got it from Bud K years ago. The place where I should it has the flamethrower that I was like, I need to get this. <laughs> dude. I love Bud K. They, they have all, it's all cheap shit, but they have, they have a lot of cool knives and swords and hatchets and. All this shit you would see in like a Blair magazine that was old people, except this is for the kids and the grownups who are still kids. Like, right. It's like, it's like the man version. It is. It's so great. Like I could spend hours just going through their entire catalog. Like you don't want to leave. You want to spend way more money than you, you planned on. Like, I did. I had bought this huge ass box from Bud K years ago. And one of the things I got was that little miniature crossbow and I used it one time <laughs> and i was like this is too dangerous to use around y'all we can't do this <laughs> dangerous to use in the, in the house <laughs> yes yes because it, it it's one of those that cocks down i know you know what i'm talking about it, you cock it down and it pulls pulls back and everything and then you you lay your your uh, arrow in there and the arrows are maybe six to eight inches long they're those little miniature ones but i was like oh my god dude this would go through a motherfucker in a heartbeat <laughs> You know, fuck a nine mil walks through my fucking front door and you got an arrow in your eye. I'll Rambo your ass. He walks out with a pencil through his eye. I will MacGyver Rambo your ass. Um, MacGyver Bo. MacGyver Bo. Fancy yeah. scooter, your fucking goddamn cat. That's for damn sure. Um, and uh, how's Anthony doing? You said he was in a wheelchair. I know me and you haven't got to catch up lately. Um, not as much improvement as you'd like to see for sure. Mm-hmm. I got you. Well, hopefully slowly, but surely. I mean, exactly. You really hopefully don't want to rush anything and you don't want to rush him either, you know, go at his own pace, but I get it. <laughs> uh, the problem is that, you know, so many freaking injuries that you can't just treat for those that don't know, he was in a motorcycle accident, uh, and he he messed himself up pretty good. He pretty much fractured every bone on the left side of his body and broke his spine. And, uh, had himself had himself pretty fucked up. Was in a coma for a couple of weeks. So, but you know, mentally he's there, which is awesome. 
And, and you know, it's weird because a few years ago I was going through the same exact thing with a family member of mine and it's just like, wow, reliving the whole thing over again. When, when you had told me and I was like, Oh my, like my heart dropped. I told mom and she, she was like, what? Like we were just like, fuck, but I'm, I'm glad to see my, my, at least my son just walked away with a broken wrist. Cause he just recently had a motorcycle accident himself on his dirt bike. He went over to the handlebars and landed on his back, but yeah, he just broke his wrist. Luckily, like I said, he was wearing his helmet and everything else like he was supposed to, but uh, yeah, he's been in the cast the last, well, three weeks ago he's in the cast, and now he's just in a splint. So, but damn, man, yeah, that's 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 rough. It, and it it's funny in the ridiculous way because look at all the stupid shit we done as kids growing up, like wrecking go karts and literally flipping them end over end and shit. <laughs> And, you know, we'd hop off that bitch and walk away. And it's like, damn. That's dude. amazing that I survived to see double digits, honestly. I, I'm with you. I did. <laughs> there was a time in life. I'm, I'm not even joking and I'm not exaggerating. I didn't care. And I was like, if I don't make it to 20, I, I whatever. Like, I didn't. I didn't give a shit. But at the same time, I was stupid enough that I probably should have injured myself really fucking bad or died like you know like <laughs> i was the kid that had all the other kids in the neighborhood laying down while i jumped my bike over them all yes, yes. <laughs> i was out here with cinder blocks and a piece of two by four that was rotted that you wouldn't step on if it was in a piece of in a porch like you wouldn't step on that piece of fucking board like <laughs> right but you hit it at 30 mile an hour on a bmx bike yeah and I actually, even better, the old banana seat bike. Yes. <laughs> I know the flag. I don't know, have the flag. <laughs> I don't know if I've told you guys this story or not, but there's a hill behind the old house that, uh, that's on the same property that we lived in. And we were probably eight or nine years old at the time. And my mom was start, was trying to get back into sewing, but she was sewing here at home and him and doing him lines and stuff like that, because that's what she done when she worked in the mill. And so she had got these three or four 55 gallon barrels and they're not normal barrels. They're cardboard barrels for hosiery items, whether it's actual like clothing, socks, stuff like that. So anyway, we take two of these barrels up on the hill and it's literally directly behind the house. And like I said, we're eight or nine years old and we get in them and we roll down these motherfucking hill and I've never heard a sound like this in my life, but when we hit the house, oh my God, like you would have thought a train wreck happened. And we were doing that like 30, 40 times until the fucking 55 gallon barrel was like broken down. <laughs> like it was, it was collapsed in on itself. And I'm talking about like rocks and roots and trees and briars and then hitting the house. Like. <laughs> We were stupid kids <laughs> riding my bike on the road. Like I shouldn't have without a helmet with no shirt on, just shorts, <laughs> no, no shoes, barefoot. <laughs> I look back at it. I was a stupid kid. I was a stupid kid. <laughs> and as a kid, did you guys ever like break glass bottles and shit just to break glass? 
Of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what kid didn't? Like, right? And <laughs> hey, we broke windows just, well. Yeah, anyway. we did too. Um, <laughs> Never admit to that. <laughs> I'm not saying where. <laughs> I actually had found some old um, cherry bombs. I think my uncle had them. Dude, those are so cool. <laughs> those are so cool. Why did they stop making them? Because people were stupid. Um, <laughs> I, I think we put one in a gas can. That was cool. <laughs> that was so cool. Because let me tell you, not only does a fireball come out of it before it explodes, it explodes. <laughs> It was one of those little uh, gallon cans, and it was one of the, I think it was right after they switched over to plastic. So it was really hard, thick plastic, and we didn't have the cap on it, but we dropped it in there after we had lit it on fire, and some fire came out, which is cool. Don't do this at home, kids. Do not do this at home. I'm telling you, don't do this at home. (laughs) And I don't know if it was... New gas or old gas or what. <laughs> but either way, when that bastard exploded, <laughs> little droplets of fire went everywhere. <laughs> and the sound it made was so beautiful. Like you've got the cherry bomb going off, obviously. But then it's in this little bitty one gallon can filled with gas. We didn't put the cap on it for obvious reasons, (laughs) but oh my God, dude, I just, I can see that and I can hear it. And of course, as a kid, you know, you get nervous after it blows up. Like, oh God, somebody's going to get me and beat my ass. Kind of like your first MRE bomb, you know? (laughs) Oh shit. The Sarge heard that. Run. (laughs) Or the first plastic tinfoil, plastic bottle with tinfoil bomb. And I know y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't want to put that out there. <laughs> I know a lot of the old timers know about that one. They're the ones that taught us how to do it. <laughs> Strips of tin foil, some chemicals, and a plastic bottle. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it's all home items. <laughs> Our feds listening right now, and they're like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> fucking terrorists. <laughs> Stunning risk more now. <laughs> Goddamn perfect. <laughs> oh shit. Um a couple things that happened this week. I hate to get depressive, but Tony Bennett died. Ninety six years old. Yeah. And I know somebody's like, well, he was ninety six. Okay. And we grew up with him. Seventy fucking years. That's how many generations that heard him and, you know, know him at least like he, he, I think they said he's the last actual crooner. Uh, so just like Don Rickles was the last of the rat pack, like that's it. Never going to have that again. Like, damn, it's surreal when something like that comes to an end, you know, it's still hard. I, I can't believe Ermy's dead still. I can't believe Charlie Daniels is that like, it's hard to yeah. believe these people are gone. Right. But instead, you have people like, you know, Miranda Lambert being a fucking Karen about fucking <laughs> some ladies taking a fucking selfie at her concert. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, try that. that in a small town. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was where I was going next. Yep. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I mean, I seen that video and she just, she, she did sound like Karen. Like, she did. She straight up sounded like fucking Karen. <laughs> yep. There's no two ways about it. I seen that video and I was like, really? This is what we're getting mad about? They paid their money to see you. I get it. But they paid to do whatever the fuck they want. That's legal, obviously, at your show. Why are you upset? You're getting paid. There's no disrespect, really. It's a concert, not a personable concert. Like, Yep. <sighs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Shit. Just saying. Just saying. Like country music went fucking ape shit this week. I don't know, man. Did you see did you see that in the chat oink? In the Zoom chat? <laughs> I did see that one earlier too. <laughs> I've seen one of uh it, it's uh it's called uh Jason Aldean, try that in a small camp. <laughs> it was, yeah, Jason Voorhees, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is great. This is fucking great. <laughs> oh, fuck. Speaking of that, try that in a small ga- ball gown. You guys hear about that 18-year-old uh, female recruit? having been forced to shower with uh, trans yes. males that still haven't gone the actual surgery to have yes. certain things removed. Yes. I was trying to get some uh, female input on that. Cause I asked a wife and she just fucking looked at me like I was fucking bad shit. Crazy. Oh, my mom would have fucking killed somebody. I know oh, yeah. she would have. I know she would have like, and I, there I might the be some my women. wife would walked in there with a fucking pair of scissors and tried some <laughs> shit. <laughs> There, there might be some women that's okay. I'm just with, saying. <laughs> there might be some women that's okay with it. There might be some women that's into it. But all the women I know, they would go kill a motherfucker. I mean, point mm-hmm. blank. Yeah, or at the very yeah. least, help them finish that reassignment surgery. Exactly. exactly. Like exactly. I mean, look, I, I said it before. If that's what you want to do, you go do you, boo. Um, but until you. Finished. Completed the process. Yeah. There's no reason for you to go and do things with other women. Personally, I don't. It's no, no. I mean, here's, here's the thing is every single decision that every single person makes in their life has effects, both positive and negative. Mm hmm. And if those negative effects make it so that you are, you know, have to have, now we have to have a third area um, and that is not accommodated for correctly yet, then that's a choice that you have made. But other people have not made that choice. Yeah. But now they're forced to accept that choice, whether they, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent for them to accept that choice is, is not ours to decide, but you have made a choice. Yeah, and I think the misnomer is that, you know, and I hate using this term, and I know a lot of my friends that are gay, lesbian, bi, or trans hates this term as well. They've told me. But the LGBTQIA+, because that's what it is now, because it can't just be LGBTQIA+. 
T plus anymore. Um, it, they, those that are speaking out the most that, you know, the media gravitates towards are saying they're treated differently. They don't have the same privileges as straight people or whatever. Unless you are going out of your house as a gay, lesbian, trans, bi, whatever, and you're being told you can't do this because of your sexual preference, you can't do that because of your sexual preference, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If there is a law that actually states that you cannot do something because of your sexual preference, you're not missing out on a privilege. You have those privileges. And I'm pretty sure they took a certain don't ask, don't tell policy away many years ago in the military. So what privilege do you not have as a LGBTQIA plus person? I honestly want to know. I truly want to know. I'm not joking. That's that's a whole separate issue, too, is is lumping all of these people together into one Mm -hmm. group. Because sexual orientation and sexual identity are two different things. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other point I wanted to make, and it's true. Like, And 99.9% of us out here could really give two shits what somebody else chooses to do in their bedroom and in their home. That's their choice to make. Or what you identify as, for that matter. Yeah, I don't even care about that. But you can't expect other people to welcome you into their bathtub. Mm -hmm. And you can't honestly sit there and tell me as a person who is saying you better refer to me as you cannot sit there and honestly tell me that when you're out in public and you go and buy something or you go and and walk by somebody and they go hey man or hey girl or hey dude or thank you ma'am thank you sir you can't honestly tell me that you expect them to go hello may i ask your pronouns and then wait for you to tell them your pronouns so they can be in the quote unquote right. That's stupid. That's unheard of. My wife just dealt with that the other day. <laughs> oh God. She was down at the store <laughs> oh and there were three women down there, three ladies that were all born as women, but one of them does not identify as a female. Mm-hmm. My wife didn't know this. She's down there chatting with them and all right, well, you have a good day, ladies. And the one says, well, I'm not a lady, but thanks. Like she was all offended, you know, and it's like, <laughs> my poor wife is like, <laughs> she didn't know how to react to that. Yeah. Well, it's like you've, you've spoke on the phone with people before and sometimes men have a feminine voice and there's women that have a very male voice as well. Mm. Yeah, and you know, I always try to be really careful on the phone. <laughs> right. But I mean, for years we, we have fucked up and said, thank you, ma'am. And it's a woman. Or, or it's a man and said, thank you, sir. And it's a woman, right? But they're like, I'm a man. 
And I get that all the time when I'm on the phone or whatever. And we joked about it and we laughed. But, oh, God, do it today. And it's hate speech or <laughs> you're a Klansman or you're a racist or something. Right. Like, it's true. You are a bad person if you don't know someone's, quote unquote, identification pronoun. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wonder, still wonder what they it. do in the army now. Cause I remember when it was, you'd had to answer the phone like, Oh, XXX company. Uh, how may I help you, sir or ma'am? Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you say? How do I help you, sir or ma'am or alien or puppy dog or <laughs> unicorn or whatever you may be? I always like, refer to the Z, Zer, Zim, Zike because that was that <laughs> thing there for a while. And I was like, these aren't even words. You just put up some fucking letters and want to be called some shit that doesn't even make sense. Like. Right, they, them, and (laughs) I just, are we really a culture that has lost our way to the point that we have to cater to everything, everything? It's not even cater, it's pander. Pander. Yeah. Um, Yep. Just to make somebody happy for that attention seeking moment, because that's what it is. And it's yeah. bad when the government starts asking those questions when you walk into like the VA clinic now. <laughs> what do you identify as? Yeah. Well, you're the fucking medical professional. You tell me, motherfucker. What do you think I am? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Let me shake this at you. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you can tell. <laughs> I'm going to helicopter you for a moment. It's, it's a miniature scale, but it's what I got to work with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a helicopter for a moment. You tell me. Man, woman, <laughs> zee, zim, zir, they, them. <laughs> I just. Oh, my God. I have seen scholars that are just, you know, they have studied some stupid shit throughout history and they see this and they're at a loss for words. Uh, I mean, it's been going on since Sodom and Gomorrah and the time of the Romans and yeah, whatever you choose to believe history goes back to. I mean, it's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little more prevalent right now, but I, I feel like, I feel like there are a few a very small percentage of people that have felt conflicted their entire lives. Yeah. And I, and I feel for those people, but I also, you know, as as I can't remember which one of you alluded to it, but you know, that there is some attention seeking involved with some people also like, it's the cool thing to do now. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. I mean, me and another person that we work closely with, I don't want to say his name because I don't know if he wants to be known for saying this, but he has a daughter who has friends and some of them are in this whatever group you want to call it. And she came home one day and said, my friend is a they, them. And he was like, nah, it's, it's a he. And she started like losing it because she wanted to be right or whatever. And he was like, I'm not about that. You're he or she, there is no, they, them, these are them. Like, it's it's not happening. <laughs> and it's not because he disrespects, you know, who you are and what you identify as. But if it's a fantasy thing and it's a trending thing, it's not going to happen. Just like in the 80s and 90s, there were people saying they were gay that weren't gay. I know people like that. <laughs> it was just for the moment. Right. Look at. Look at goth wannabes or punk wannabes. We we all knew them, right? Sure. <laughs> and, and it's really it's really no different, you know, if you look at it from the aspect of like a lot of people 
most people, I think, don't want to have a religion forced upon them. They don't want to have to be mm-hmm. Christian because people in their town are Christian, or they don't want to have to be Jewish because other people are telling them they need to be Jewish or Muslim or whatever. Like, how is it any different? Like, for you to expect people to accept and 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 act like what you're doing is normal if they if it's not normal in their lifestyle, if it's not normal in their world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in the Bible Belt. I was forced to go to church. I had to believe it because of my grandma, right? Like, and then at 14, I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I'm not, no, that's not for me. <laughs> yeah. And, and tolerance, tolerance is a whole, a whole nother thing. Like, I, I don't feel like any belief structure, whether it be religious or not, has any right to, you know, physically abuse or, or, or like, you know, we have certain religions that we all know mm-hmm. uh, would prefer that everybody else be dead. Yeah. Uh, now that I got a problem with, mm-hmm. you know, if, if your belief system keeps other people from living their life in a way that they choose, that does not hurt you in any way, yep. then you're wrong. And that's the whole thing, right? Unless you're hindering a person's way of life or harming them, et cetera, et cetera. Why does it matter what you're doing? in your private life, in your daily life. Hell, I mean, nobody it's, it's, I've always referred to this too. When I was in high school, we had a friend I've known him since I was in elementary school. And one day we're sitting at the lunch table and he's like, I got to tell you guys something. And we're sitting there eating. He's like, I'm gay. And we're like, okay. And one of our friends absolutely lost his shit after we left. Like, can you believe so-and-so's gay? And we're like, yeah, we, we've always known this. We, we, we don't care. Like, right. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. I love the guy. He's funny. He's highly fucking intelligent. I, I haven't seen him in years, but we were all close friends. And I was like, you are one of the people that would literally have lynched women for being witches just because they done something that you didn't agree with. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, how I look at it. Like these are the people that would have done the trending thing at the time, right? Back hundreds of years ago. Like just because they don't agree with you, let's kill them or let's beat them or whatever. They, they want to, they are the high anarchy rebels where we were like rebels, right? We done the punk rock shit, like go against the system, but they are the ones that want to go against everything including your way of life because it doesn't suit them. They want you to suit them, right? Like (sighs) furry Fridays. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it takes all kinds, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We got about 15 or so minutes. Wardog, did you want to do a faith vote tonight or did you want to hold off? How did you want to do it? Yeah, let's roll, man. All right, let's get that intro up in her, up in here. Wait. Excuse me, I got a burp. Okay, you ready? And here we go. Ooh, that's the part I was talking about with the whole fuck around and find out. Public service announcement to civilians. If you run into a veteran, you may indeed fuck around and find out. Listen, you snot those little shit. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Are you going to bark all day? 
Little doggy, or are you gonna bite? Fuck with me, and we'll see who shits on the sidewalk. I'll kill you with my teacup. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? I'll rip out your eyes and piss on your brain. You're a gutless turd. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Kiss my sweaty balls, you fat fuck. Fuck around and find out. Hey, hey, tonight we are coming to you with our edition of FAFO, Fuck Around, Find Out, with a story that recently occurred this year, June 4th, 2023, in Bo's hometown or home state. Uh, we're going to Black Mountain, North Carolina. All right. Oh, the title of the article reads, Veterans step in to stop alleged serial uh, bank robber in car chase with police. Kelvin Wayne Simmons allegedly robbed multiple banks in North Carolina with a despicable me lunchbox. This is true. This is true. And this is recent. This he was just arrested last month, June 4th. All right. Three military veterans reportedly helped nab an alleged serial bank robber in North Carolina who was driving the wrong way down an interstate. Kelvin Wayne Simmons, 53, was arrested last Thursday in Black Mountain by U.S. Marshals following a string of bank robberies throughout the state. Simmons, who was accused of robbing banks in five North Carolina cities since May 25th, allegedly instigated a high-speed 115-mile-per-hour police chase near the small mountain town and crashed into other cars on I-40 after attempting to carjack a woman and evade law enforcement. He reportedly let two passengers out of the car before the chase. Simmons allegedly robbed each bank while brandishing a Despicable Me lunchbox. He was planning to rob a bank in Black Mountain, according to police, and had outstanding warrants in five North Carolina counties. Army veteran Trevor Hugh told the local outlet that he and two other veterans were able to pull Simmons from the vehicle. He crashed and immobilized him until the police arrived. He allegedly was attempting to carjack an elderly woman. I said... Get the car and park because I was worried about him escaping and running me and the woman over. He told WLOS. When I had him on the ground, he was reaching behind, trying to reach under him. I assessed at one point he did have a gun and he was reaching for it. But during the auto accidents that he caused, at some point, perhaps he lost his weapon. Police reportedly have not revealed whether Simmons had a weapon, but he told WLOS that Simmonson's attitude changed after he informed him that his situation would rapidly change if he produced a weapon. He stopped, and his demeanor very much was, I need water, I don't feel well, he said. <laughs> the real story is, there was an elderly woman getting carjacked, and citizens went into action, said Black Mountain Police Chief Steve Parker, according to WLOS. Obviously, we always say you have to use caution and be careful, but they stepped up and could have maybe saved a life and stopped somebody who's a dangerous criminal. All right. That has been your F-O-F-O, excuse me, F-A, 
F.O. for this week in which a veteran had to teach a civilian a lesson. And in this case, three veterans taught Mr. Uh, Simmons here that uh, he fucked around and found out that he ran into the wrong group of guys. Salute. Real quick, y'all talking about, you know, Jason Aldean needs to be canceled for try that in a small town. Let me put you into perspective how small Black Mountain, North Carolina is. If I am not mistaken, the 2020 census estimated 8,400 people in Black Mountain. 8,400 people in a city. And they were like, we ain't letting this bastard out. Like, fuck him. Um... <laughs> That's what try that in a small town means. <laughs> exactly. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. It's as simple as that. <laughs> and he must have been trying to be Gru with his despicable me lunchbox and shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> how much how much money you gonna fucking steal from a bank in a goddamn kid's lunchbox? I mean, really? How much you gonna get? Maybe five hundred dollars? <laughs> See, his way of thinking with that lunchbox is what would land him in the psych war game, definitely. <laughs> he definitely had one of them thermoses and a snack pack in there. That's what he had in there. Probably a Lunchable. <laughs> Take him a break while he's opening up the vault. Hell yeah. And a Capri Sun to wash it all down with. <laughs> Capri Sun to wash it all down with, he said. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, wow. What do you think, Recoil? What would you have done? <laughs> Hell, I don't know. <clears throat> I wonder if they had Stroker Ace playing when they chased him down. <laughs> Stroker Ace was born to wait, race. He had a mean streak. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that was pretty good. I liked that. I wish I could have seen the car chase though. I remember as a kid, there was a car chase that came up the road here. Dude fucking done a 180 in the middle of the goddamn road. And if you know how small my road is doing a 180 in that bitch and anything, it could be a Volkswagen Beetle and you'd be like, ain't no way. <laughs> True statement. <laughs> I ain't shitting you straight up. We were sitting here and we heard the cops coming up the road and you could see the blue lights and everything. There was like six or eight cops after him. Dude straight up done a 180 in the middle of the goddamn road and went back down. I was like, that is the coolest fucking chase I've ever seen in my life. Because <laughs> before it was paid. I don't know how the fuck he did it. I mean. I, I really don't either. Because before it was paid, it was a literal one lane dirt road. How they got two lanes out of this shit, I'll never fucking know. Like, to this day, I don't know. I mean, you crossed the bridge, oink. That bridge ain't two fucking vehicles wide. <laughs> no, no. Ain't no fucking Unless you got way. some Vaseline on the rails and on the cars. You ain't fitting two cars. <laughs> you better have you a transformer. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> fucking Optimus Prime, that damn bridge. Oh, shit. Anyway, I guess it's about that time. We made up for our half hour that you guys didn't hear shit because technical <laughs> difficulties. But uh, let's go around for the last time our proverbial table on uh, Barracks Talk here. Sergeant Wardall, what you got for our listeners listening to live or on podcast, brother? Hey, I uh, joke often about the psych war game 
but that's my way of uh, handling my own uh, post-war issues. But on a serious note, if you do happen to run into any mental health crisis on your own, do not be ashamed or afraid to dial 988 and then press option one. If you run into any mental health crisis, uh, do not be afraid. Do not be ashamed. I've had to do it. Use it. Save your own life. Salute. 100%. Speaking of psych ward gang, go to dvradio.net. Click on the DV Radio Store tab. You can get Sergeant War Dog, Psych Ward Gang. I sent them t-shirts and a lot of other stuff, including PTS Dog, Betsy Ross, Change Unchained, Your Life Matters, DV Against DV, DV Farm, and DV Radio Merch. Again, that's dvradio.net. Click on DV Radio tab. And until July 21st, 24th, this Monday, you can get free shipping on all orders and all the proceeds to those uh, for those people and organizations goes directly to them, not DV radio. Um, Mr. Recoil, it's been a minute. So last words for our listeners and those on podcast. Well, hopefully they're not my last words, but uh, yeah, be safe and keep looking out for each other fuckers. They better not be your last goddamn. And I still need to cup your balls a, a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Holy shit. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> X-rated. <laughs> hey, we ain't got X-rated. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shit. <laughs> Oink, my brother, up there in Alaska, words this evening that are going to end the show. And, uh, yeah. We're going to hit you with some facts. 18% of the suicides in the United States are U.S. veterans. And although veterans make up less than 7% of the population, 18 to 34-year-old veterans have the highest rate of suicide. And female veterans are 250% more likely to die by suicide than civilian women. And that is why we support and cannot promote Objective Zero enough. They are there for our veteran community for peer support. So if you guys are feeling down, need to talk to somebody, head over to ObjectiveZero.org, download that free app for your device, and talk to somebody. There are plenty of people there willing to listen to you and talk to you. And there's brothers and sisters just like you who's been through the shit. And it's not anything that's getting reported to your chain of command or any of that other kind of crazy stuff that you worry about. It's just simple support for you. So head over to objectivezero.org, check them out. And it's a great tool to have in your back pocket because it's packed full of resources for you as well. So again, one more time, objectivezero.org. 100%. And, and we've said it a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred times more. You don't have to talk about what's bothering you when you go objective zero or you call up a battle buddy or anything like that. But just talking helps a lot. Just knowing somebody's there to listen, whether it's about life or what's bothering you, what's ailing you or just to fucking forget about the stupid demons for a minute and i say stupid demons because they are stupid demons and they don't know how to go away god damn it but you don't always have to talk about what's on your mind just talk about whatever it's it's it's, it's, it sounds hard but it's not i mean if i'm feeling down i'll blow up these motherfuckers messages for absolutely no reason like and they're like, God damn, Bo, it's four o'clock in the morning. Leave me the fuck alone. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I can't sleep. 
which is most of the time. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, please reach out objectivezero.org. You can get it on your uh, computer, iOS, Android, have it on standby and say, in case you need it, a, a, a friend needs it. You never know. And if you're an active or reserve or national guard, let your com- chain of command know. And maybe we, uh, you can get, um, Chris and the team out there to uh, do some demonstrations, explain Objective Zero more, incorporate it into your unit or your flight or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's all for tonight, I'm guessing, because I ain't got shit else. Uh, go to dvfarm.org. We need to raise that 25 grand for the septic system. Uh, I think they need money for a, a, a damn new chicken house. We got all kinds of problems going on up there and we cannot, <laughs> we cannot take any veterans in until we get that septic system redone. So please dvfarm.org spread the word. Somebody was going to say something. Nope. I just said fact. Oh, okay. Don't scare me like that. You know, not to do that, bitch. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we want to help veterans, but I mean, this is the one thing that's, that's actually holding us back right now. And it's a kicker. I mean, it's straight shot into the balls. I mean, we need the money to get that system fixed so we can actually help out other veterans. 1,000 and whatever percent. I, I had something on my mind. I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, dbforum.org, dbradio.net, free shipping on all orders until July 24th. If that's all for Mr. Oink, Mr. Wardog, Mr. Recoil. For JJ, who couldn't make it tonight because he's got a sinus infection and he's sick as a dog. I'm Bonerwood. You just heard Barracks Talk right here on WDDRDVRadio.net. Until next week, fuck sickles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter.